0: We're going to just do a real quick study. The last part of that verse says, Will you tonight his grace receive? And I actually didn't plan it that way, but that's just the way it worked out. Uh, what, what page was that again? 208. 208. I, I want to read that verse again because it really ties into what we're going to talk about. So it says, Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace freely bestowed on all who believe. You that are longing to see his face, will you this moment his grace receive? So if somebody comes up to you and says, I want to receive his grace, I want to be saved, do you know how to do that? Well, we have this thing we call the Romans Road. Do you know what it is? Everybody says, well, the Romans Road, that's how you lead somebody to Christ, the Romans Road. Can you name one verse in the Romans Road? Romans 13.10? I'm, I'm sorry, what? Romans 6.23? Right, that's that's one. I think it's Romans 13.10. This is Dad's favorite verse. Is that, is that the right address? No. Oh. You know which one? 10.13. Th- I was close. You were close. 10.13. Um, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. I remember Daddy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's been in church all of her life and it's difficult for her to remember. And I'm not cutting you down. That, that's not negativity. But we tell people all the time, the Romans road. Have you heard about the Romans road? Use the Romans road. But if you walk into the average church today, most folks don't know what the Romans road is. Oh yeah, sure. I've heard of it. But nobody could tell you what it is. Why? Because we put it. We put it. Oh, you, you know the Romans road? Sure. Use the Romans road. Sure. What is it? Have you explained it? Why they need to use it? Now, we're gonna go through the Romans Road and if you're out there and you've got a pen and paper write down the verses and I'm gonna give you just a little bit of explanation and if you have any questions contact contact me we'll go even deeper into it but I just want to give everybody a working knowledge of the Romans Road that everybody says is so very important but nobody seems to understand all right let's open in prayer father as we go into this please touch the words open the hearts of The speaker and the hearers, Lord help me Lord to to say clearly and concisely what needs to be said and father when I'm done help me to be done and not just ramble on as sometimes I tend to do keep it clean keep it concise and most importantly Lord help me to explain in the easiest possible way in Jesus name amen sometimes I do ramble sometimes I get a little complicated I don't want to do that in this instance because this time it's very simple but it's important that you understand Uh, let's see 1 John, oh goodness, 4.13, 5.13, he says, that these things I have written that ye may know why you believe. Now, if John, First John, John, the, the, the revelator, John, the disciple that Jesus loved, he says, and I'm looking it up real quick, is it 5.13 or 4.13? No, 4.13. Right. He says... Well, that's James. No it's not reading the way I expected it to read. Wait a minute. Now I'm lost. Give me a second. The lighting in here is very, very bright on top of this, and it's tricking my eyes. Because the pages are white and pale, and those of you who know, I have problems with bright lights because of uh, my eyes and some issues I had with them when I was younger. Um, let's see, 5.13. Okay, in 1 John 5.13, I was right, 5.13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. He wrote these unto you who believe that you may know that you know. I know that sounds, but it's very important to know that you know. It's very important to know why you know. When you believe something, you can't just have a blind belief forever. You have to understand that belief. You have to come to an understanding of that belief for it to be something you understand and can tell others. It's the same thing with the Roman's Road. You have to be able to understand it, know what it is, to explain it to somebody else. So you always hear the Roman's Road to Salvation. And like any other idea or concept, it can sound mystical or otherworldly. I'm here to tell you it's not mystical or otherworldly. The Romans Road is merely the long travel path through the Scriptures that leads to salvation. Of course, that opens up a few questions of its own. Salvation, what, what do you need to be saved from? What does being saved mean? Why does this matter to me? The Romans Road answers all of those questions. The first point, the Romans Road is the Scripture verses from the King James Bible that are used to lead someone to a deeper understanding of why they need Christ and His shed blood. Anyone and this is very important anyone can be saved the guy who's about to go to the, the electric chair Say the one who's about to get the lethal injection. He can be anyone can be saved No one is beyond redemption except the one who says I will not and even then Unless the spirit quits working on them, they still can't God doesn't give up on somebody until a lot of no's have happened. There's all keep talking keep preaching keep witnessing anyway it is a very simple concept and that's probably why it's so hard for so many people to understand because it's so simple nothing in life is simple nothing in life is easy salvation is easy but that's what makes it hard there is nothing you can do to earn the forgiveness of God and his gift salvation to you it is a gift you must accept God needs nothing you have or anything that you can do or anything that you can say You do however need what he has which is salvation to get it all you have to do is ask And this is what we're going to look at here. The Romans Road laid out The way we're going to do it is very simple and very easy to understand Once you actually look at it The first step is to salvation is what to realize that we are all sinners this doesn't mean stand on the, stand on the corner and proclaim it to everybody. It doesn't mean you got to go down and tell somebody how bad of a person you are. It doesn't mean you got to lay it all out for the world to see. No, it says you have to. You have to realize you are a sinner. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. None of us are righteous. The very newest baby to have been born is not. Righteous. They are born in the natural sin state. There is no righteousness in that baby. There is no goodness, as God counts goodness. We look at the smile of a baby and there's nothing purer to us. But to God, there's nothing that's going to save that baby except him. This means that all, no one is righteous, none are good. There is not a single person who can get to heaven on their own merit. Not one of us can make it on our own. We must have God and Jesus. Romans three twenty three, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That little child at the age of one and a half year old, you say, you better listen to me. Don't you touch that. That little child, they look at you, they smile at you, and they know what they're about to do is wrong, and they reach out and they touch it anyway. That is sin in that little child. They know not to do it. But they do it anyway. Now, they don't understand right and wrong just yet. They just know, oh, they said, no, let's push our boundaries a little bit. <laughs> oh, I hate when they do that. They look dead at you. They smile. And they're so cute when they're smiling at you and they go, Oh, I touched it. <laughs> it's adorable. But they're sinners. <laughs> they are. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. None of us can attain the the necessary righteousness to stand before God none of us you must know that because of sin there must be a price paid. we are all sinners we have sin somehow that sin must be paid for sin and its nature is destructive overwhelming and all-consuming sin leads to death this leads to physical and spiritual death the second death Spiritual death spoken of in the Bible is separation from God. Romans 6 23, this is the third verse in the Romans Road. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This price can be paid for you, or can be paid by you, with an eternity in hell. So that means the wages of sin is death. You can pay that penalty in hell for eternity or you can trust in Jesus and his sacrifice on Calvary to be in heaven you can accept Jesus's sacrifice god in heaven left his throne came to this earth walked this earth like you and i died on a cross and paid the perfect price that we might have Life and have it more abundantly that we might attain a relationship with him he paid the price wages of sin is death you have to pay it or you accept his payment one of the other the only two types of payment there are for this Adam and Eve sinned in the garden God came and paid the price for that sin you accept the, his price or you pay your own price when it was already paid for which makes no sense to me It's like me walking over my wife, she, here. Go to Hawaii. Here's the ticket. She says no. No I'm gonna buy it again, which she would you we're not spending the extra money, but anyway She if she went on her own money and didn't take the ticket. I gave her that would be stupid God paid the price for you to go to heaven all you have to do is say I believe that's it The wages of sin is death, but the gift I don't. It's eternal life for Jesus but the Lord. gift of God is eternal. Well, why didn't you say that before I reached for the paper? Because you know that. Okay, so you I, I do. I just. Yeah. So understand, and this is very, very important. Understand that this is a battle between Satan and God. That's it. You are the pawn. They're the players. Satan wants you in hell with him. He's going to pay an eternal tor- torment hell was made for him and the angels it was God says so in the Bible it was made for him and the angels man sinned and they will now share his fate by being led astray by him Satan wants you in hell and eternal torment he doesn't want to go alone whereas God who man sinned against by the way sin is the rebellion against God that's all it was God provided a way for you to be with him for eternity in heaven which are you gonna choose you in hell forever or believe on the name of Jesus Christ to be saved to me it's a very simple choice but you got the two players that they're fighting it's not as simple as you would think so Romans 5 8 why did God come and die for us Romans 5 8 God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us God commended his love toward us, but he didn't just say, I love you. He came down and showed us how much he loved us by dying on that cross. To accept Jesus' payment for your sin, which he died on the cross to pay the payment for your sin. To accept that payment, all you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I'm calling on you. I want to be saved. He's going to do the rest. He created the world, we sin. He gave us the substitute, the animal sacrifice, until it was time for him to come down and be the perfect sacrifice. He breathed breath into our lives. When he made Adam, he breathed life into his nostrils, and then on the cross, he expelled his life that we might have life eternal. Each time, he's given us physical and now spiritual life. It's amazing. He's done it all for us. Romans 10 19 through 13 here we go this is what you must do that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you hear all that? For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. What confession is? This? Is this confession of sins? No. Because the sinner, before the Spirit comes along, doesn't know what sin is. How can we say you must con- uh, confess and repent your sins? No. It says, con- confess with thy mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's the confession that has to be made. Not a confessional booth. You don't have to go down here and sit with some guy at the at the altar and say, this is my sins, I know I'm a sinner. No, you must confess that Jesus is Lord. He paid the price, that's it. The sinner doesn't know what sin is, because to them, that's the natural state. Not, that's the way it is. They must confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Belief in Jesus is all. He's God. There's no difference between men the rich successful man the, the, the rich successful man and the beggar Lazarus and and I just did the, uh, the podcast there's no difference between them when they both die they take nothing no matter what happens here doesn't matter there the choice they made here Lazarus believed and went to heaven the rich man had everything and believed only in himself and he went to hell there is no difference between a single one of us. Everybody by themselves must call upon the name of the Lord. I can't do it for my daughter or my sons. I can't do it for my wife. I can't do it for my mother. My mother cannot do it for me. It's a personal choice you have to make. And here's the thing that I said a minute ago, the, very, the, 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 the person on death row about to be in the electric chair, that whosoever in verse 11 means them. That little baby we just talked about, that whosoever, means them. Hitler, had he known about this, whosoever applies to him. What's the nurse's the nun's name? The very Mother Teresa? Mother Teresa, whosoever applied to her. Somebody we called good. Gandhi, applied to them. The good that we call good. The bad, Hitler, that we call bad. It applied to everybody in between, too. There is no difference between man or woman. It is a difference in choice. Yes, I believe in Jesus as the Son of God from my ticket to heaven. That sounds horrible, but that's exactly what it is. He is our ticket to heaven. But it's more than that. We'll get into that on another time. Whosoever, he will save any who call on him. Anyone who calls on him with an earnest desire to know him will be saved. And yes, it really is that simple. To repent of your sin and rebellion against God. That's all sin is, is rebellion against the pure and just God. To call on the Lord God Jehovah, and he will save you. His son died for you that you may have life eternal. Rejection of his son and that sacrifice, the witness of the Holy Spirit, that is the one sin God will not forgive. God came to this earth. He died for you. He sent his spirit to witness to you. You reject that, and God will not forgive that because he has done everything for you. Rejection of of his son is the one sin God cannot, will not forgive. Do not live another moment in sin. Yes, once you're saved, you will still sin. You absolutely will. Trust me, I know that deeply. All of us do. And if any say they don't, they're lying. But there's a way out of the sin-filled life. That's the difference. Sin-filled or living in sin, two different things. Call on the name of the Lord and be saved. That's the Romans road right there. Not very complicated, is it? None righteous um, We're all sinners. Wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. That is the Romans Road nothing can save man but God none can convict a sinner of their need for salvation but the Holy Spirit the man must come to that realization themselves we can talk we can testify we can live a testimony but we cannot tell them that they need to be saved we may say it but we cannot tell them they must hear it from the Spirit from the Scripture they must listen to the call of the Spirit We can merely plant the seed and lead them to the truth they seek. This is what the Roman's road is for. This is not the plan of salvation. The plan of salvation is when Christ left his home in heaven and came down and died for us. That was the plan of salvation. As soon as Adam and Eve uh, sinned in the garden, that was the plan set in motion. This is not the plan of salvation. This is the Roman's road to lead them if you don't know. This is merely a guide to help those who have trouble remembering where to look. Somebody devised this a long time ago as a teaching guide to help those who are not witnesses, to help those who are not preachers, to help those who are not teachers, to help those who can't speak to others without faltering. This was given to give you a path to lead them. This isn't uh, the end all. This is a tool. Nothing more. When someone says what must I do to be saved if you can't remember anything else remember this Paul and Silas in the prison at midnight they're singing and praising the the, 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 the bonds break the earthquake happens and they're all sitting there and the jailer is about to kill himself Paul cries out and says don't harm yourself we're all here and the jailer says sirs what must I do to meet uh, what must I do to be saved does Paul do does he get out the tracks and lead them down the Romans Road no he says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house the jailer could not save his house but the jailer with his testimony could lead them to Christ you cannot make that decision for anybody else and they spake unto him the word of the Lord And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and they spake to all that were in his house Paul and Silas used their personal testimony to lead them now their physical testimony is also because they're in jail they had just got whipped two hours ago with a a lash they got bleeding and broken sores on their backs and they're sitting in a cold damp jail and what are they doing they're singing and praising Jesus and the chance to serve Their testimony is what led that jailer to believe if their testimony hadn't been true. He wouldn't have asked him that question They had a physical testimony people he knew who to go to when he needed salvation That's a very important part of the Romans Road You can't just go around and live like they do and a hammer over the head with the Romans Road Why do they need what you have if you're exactly like them? Why? They don't need Jesus if they're exactly like you because if Jesus is accepting you and you live just like them then Jesus is going to accept them and when they ask what must I do to be saved and you are not a talker a preacher or a witness but someone who wants, wants to answer the question to the best of your ability use your personal testimony Paul before Agrippa and Felix he didn't have a Romans road he spoke of Jesus and his personal testimony Peter the day of Pentecost what did he say he preached Jesus of Nazareth and its personal testimony and then he goes and he with John and he's walking to the temple and he heals that lame man and he gets into the temple and the Pharisees question him and John again and he says this is what I know Jesus and that's what he preached again and each time he preached thousands were saved Now, don't get me wrong They had a whole lot better witness than we did. Because all those people in Jerusalem, they were there when Christ died. They saw the sky darken. They saw the dead raised, communing with different people. They heard the stories. They saw the earthquakes. They were ready to believe. They had it a little easier. But still, they had thousands. And they didn't have the Bible. They didn't have the spirit. All he had was a personal testimony in the name of Jesus. We have both if we do it right. We have a personal testimony. We have the Romans wrote, we have this book, we have this spirit, we have all these things working for us. How blessed are we that we have all these tools? But the question is, how often do we use these tools? How often would we stand up and say, this is how you do it? And I'm not saying, all right, you know how, get out there and do it. I'm telling you, I am equipping you with how to do it. The spirit must work on you to do anything else. Your personal testimony like we said this morning when you talk to them are they gonna laugh or are they gonna listen are they gonna come to you and say hey what must I do to be saved Or are they gonna come to you and say well I'm just as good as you are you go to church I don't but I live just like you what do I need that you have personal testimony is the best witness and then when they come to you if you don't remember the Romans Road you remember Jesus and your personal testimony your personal experience and if you do happen to have the Romans Road, and it's not a bad thing to have it all. It's really not. It's very well laid out. But those are three tools right there for you. And if a Christians don't get back to using those three tools, we're going to lose the battle. Like I said, any other questions or comments, email me, text me, leave me a message on Facebook. We'll talk about it. But if we don't start getting more conversant about our Jesus, we're going to lose. All right, until Wednesday night, we'll be doing Ecclesiastes Part 3. I will see you then.